What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Lately, it seems conversations everywhere end up at the metaverse and Web3. And while fashion is definitely playing in this space, we're starting to see metaverses emerge that are specifically for fashion. My guest today is Badria Henry, the co-founder and chief innovation officer at Semblance World. Semblance World is a 3D world built in Unreal Engine. It aims to be the premier destination for fashion runway shows, networking events, and luxury retail. Badria makes the case for a fashion-focused metaverse and shares some of the opportunities for how brands can reach consumers in this nascent space. It's a fascinating episode and it starts in just a moment. Today's podcast is sponsored by 3DM. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D. 3DM is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to uplevel your e-commerce site, for augmented reality, and even to walk into the metaverse. To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited3d.com. So, Badria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Amanda. How are you today? I'm great. I'm so excited to learn more about Semblance World. I've been following what you're doing and this whole sort of foray of fashion into the metaverse. But for those who don't know, tell us who are you and what is Semblance World? Sure. So my name is Badria Henry. I'm based in Dubai and I pretty much run a tech and innovation company called Fashion Foresight that's based here in Dubai. When it comes to Semblance World, we created uh, the concept of Semblance World with our partners, Roberta Anand of Africa Fashion Foundation and IFAC. And this was conceptualized in 2020 during lockdown, where we wanted to pretty much put fashion into a digital world and experience. And from there, it pretty much grew into its own existence, right? So we looked at then words like metaverse, we looked at NFTs, blockchain, all those concepts that are shaping what is now very much become the streamlined identity of exploring the metaverse. And so why do you think that the metaverse needed a space specifically for fashion? Because we've heard of Decentraland and Facebook Horizons and People seem to be meeting in these spaces, but why did you want to carve out a space specifically for fashion? That's a very good question. And at that time, it was mainly because fashion didn't have a space virtually or a space that you could say this is um, a technologically driven space for fashion. When we looked at what was out there, there was no real identity for it. And so we then decided to let's go ahead, let's create a fashion event, a fashion show that makes sense for our industry. Because we saw little experiments happening, the quality wasn't there, the experimentation was definitely there, but the quality wasn't there, the experience and the functionalities that we need within the fashion industry wasn't there. And because of our background, we thought, okay, we understand the fashion industry, we know the technology that can help the fashion industry, so why not go ahead and build a solution for it. 
And we want to position it as a space for high-end experiences that the fashion world is used to. Yes, we do have Decentraland, Sandbox, etc., all these beautiful spaces, but not necessarily spaces that's driven on principles for the industry. It seems like a fashion show is a space where fantasy can come to life when you're going to see a runway show. And when you think about the possibilities in the metaverse, it's just sort of endless and having an infrastructure where you can actually build that fantasy is really important. And so I guess along those lines, you've worked with Epic and received a Epic Mega Grant. Can you tell me more about this partnership and how they're helping to facilitate your world building? Definitely. So our grant came through uh, early last year in 2021. And so we had actually pitched in 2020 for the grant, ideally to create a fashion show event and experience. And in 2021, I would say the first quarter we had received it and they were very excited about fashion going into the metaverse and exploring what that looks like. They totally understood our vision. They totally understood why we wanted to create Semblance World. It aligned as well with their objectives of the metaverse. And so it made sense. Okay, guys, you know what? Go ahead and build this experience and let's see what this could look like. And we were super excited. And so we got to work and we started to build and we started to create. And pretty much they backed us. And it's funny enough, they totally, with minimum explanation, they totally understood what we wanted to do. So it was it was very interesting to compare the different models markets and industries. I mean, we pitched this also within the fashion industry and nobody got it. It flew right over their head and their radar. So it was just from our perspective, so interesting of who actually was ready to listen to us. And it seems that the gaming community is much more used to that fantasy and the world building, as I was mentioning. So so I'd love to know about the different events that you've been hosting inside Semblance World and what people can look forward to coming up. So within Semblance World, we pretty much went ahead and did a beta test that was in October. And we launched it with Melbourne Gamers Week, which was very interesting. And so they brought some of their designers from their community and we placed their work into our space. And we tested it to see what would happen and how it would run. It was um, a very interesting time for us because in that space, we were able to see, okay, what were our problems in terms of streaming, in terms of uh, people gaining access to Semblance World and how we would problem solve those issues. And then as well, how it made sense for the fashion industry. So what we had noticed was that a lot of the creators or the designers, they didn't quite understand the technology, but once they understood it and they understood how they could use VR, AR, how they could use immersive, how they could digitally create their their products, 3D model their products, once they understood those principles, it was limitless for them. Their creativity started to just flourish. So we had one of the designers that was a hat creator say, oh, that means, you know, my theme is around an octopus. So that means on, on top of the hat, I could have an octopus come to life and do crazy and cool stuff. And we're like, yes, definitely, because it's a fantasy world. You can definitely do that in the space. And so that was one of the interesting things that we discovered when we came to activate this event with Melbourne Gamers Week. 
And since then, we've gone back to the drawing board in terms of entering the phase three of our development. And so soon we're hoping to launch the next phase. And that should be hopefully in second quarter of 2022. That's so exciting. And so just to clarify for people who are having trouble picturing this, mm. is it only VR? Like you mentioned access. Is it only accessible via VR? Is there a web-based application? Like how do you actually get into Semblance World? Right. So at that time, we had it as a browser experience. So you could just go into our URL and log in. And it was an experience that you entered. At that time, it wasn't an option to do it via a VR headset. We will include that later. It was a player one experience. So we eventually will move that into multiplayer. There were many obstacles and challenges that we had, I won't lie, especially when it came to streaming in different regions. So we had Australia, we had Middle East, we had London, we had um, USA, we had Korea. And to get all of those servers up and running was a bit of a task for us, but it was a good learning curve. So I think once we go ahead, I think uh, Semblance will definitely still either be as a browser, some, some parts of it would be a browser experience, and then other parts of it would be a downloadable experience for you to go ahead and try. And is there any social aspect in the sense that like you and I could be in it together and be looking at an exhibit and chatting? Definitely. That's actually a part of our next phase, which is a multiplayer solution. And so definitely I would be able to chat with you, explore with you and go ahead and experience it together. Yeah, because I think that's really the missing component right now to a lot of online spaces is it's cool to go in there and look at things. But when you can be in there with people and you're sort of blending time and space, I think that's what makes it have staying power. And that's the future that I'm really looking forward to Definitely. Is when, when you can be there with your friends. <laughs> That is very important because you, you have to understand that metaverse is community as well. It's it's the evolution of the internet. So definitely you have to have it where communities come together and interact uh, together because that is a part of defining metaverse and Web3 and making it immersive. Awesome. So what is the opportunity for fashion inside Semblance World? We talked about this limitless kind of exploration, you know, creativity unleashed. But if you're a retailer and you're focused on selling handbags, for example, where do you see the opportunity for someone like a Rebecca Minkoff or someone like a, you know, an H&M, let's say? Right. So we see this definitely as an evolution of Web 2 and we're going into Web 3. So what does that mean for brands and, and how do they connect with their consumers in now the new identity of the Internet? Right. And this is a great opportunity for brands and they should definitely start exploring and asking questions at this time because it's not about me just coming to your e-com store that's pretty much a, a template that everyone uses the same kind of template same user journey etc right and so how do I make you as my consumer enjoy my brand so now I can actually make you enjoy my brand in a way that I'm immersing you and I'm taking you on a journey and on a story and you're understanding why I created that bag or why I created that product and um, I can engage with you in ways that were not possible before whether it's a gamified experience or whether it's through an avatar that is a part of our brand identity that completely changes it, right? Because you are no longer just an e-com store, you're an experience on the internet. 
And that is pretty much how it can change for brands. And once they connect those dots, then it becomes, okay, well, what stories can we create? How can we keep people engaged? Um, what events can we have? What's going to be around the events? It, it opens the doors to creativity in such a different way. Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to that community aspect that you were mentioning earlier is that it becomes less just about the transaction and more about how does this brand add value to a community? And if not, then as a consumer, do I want to engage with that brand or is there another brand that will add more value? Exactly. And we have to understand how the new generation is buying and consuming and experiencing not only in a digital sense, but even offline in a retail space, in a mall. They're becoming more experience driven. So malls are looking at, at ways of gamifying spaces and making them immersive as well. And this is offline, right? So online, the same kind of principles have to be there. Of, okay, how do we engage people further? How, do, how does it make sense? How does it become blended and hybrid? So it's a fun time to actually start exploring. It is. It's like this whole new digital world that we're seeing of combining physical and digital. Exactly. So let's talk about money now. How are you actually making money as a company? I know we talked about the Epic Mega Grants. I'm sure you have other grants and investors. But in terms of how you plan to become cash positive, are you charging brands for experiences like an event venue? How does it work? Yes, so there's many ways that we're trying to look at it and we're trying to actually assess which ones make sense for us right now. So it could ideally be that there is retail store space and so that becomes the identity of the brand. And then we have obviously sales within Semblance, event experiences, sponsorships. There are so many ways to look at it because we can actually use real-world transactions and digital transactions in a metaverse experience. And so anything, any principle that we have offline, we can have it within the metaverse, right? So even real estate now becomes a, becomes a discussion. So what does having virtual real estate mean? How can I go about having that, that ownership? That's definitely on the table as well. Yeah, it's like a whole new world for e-commerce as well. E-commerce, yes, virtual uh, commerce, definitely. I have to ask, you know, we've been hearing so much about gamification in the fashion industry, and it's hard to ignore its impact, as I mentioned earlier. However, online games and communities have traditionally been problematic spaces, especially for women. How is Semblance World working to make sure it's a positive experience for everybody? Right. So I think this would be further into our development and evolution of being inclusive and being dynamic. We are aware that women are almost, I would say, on par with the amount of male gamers out there, right, especially in the U.S. market. But when you're looking at, OK, so how do women find their space or their voice or how, what do they actually want in these spaces? It's very hard to find that information. And so I think it's important to include women in focus groups. So what do you like about the game? What don't you like about the game? Are the characters too uh, overly sexualized? Or, or do you not feel comfortable with certain uh, imagery? Or whatever it may be, we have to actually engage with them to understand what they want. That's very important. When it comes to the development so side of it, it's, very, it's actually very difficult to find a female game developer. It's very scarce. But I think as the metaverse grows and, and people become more curious about the space, I think we would find more women enter into that workforce. Not just women, but also minority groups. So it's also very difficult to find people of color in those spaces as well. 
I love what you're saying about it's not just about making sure they feel safe, but actually building the experience around what they want so that you're truly serving them as a demographic. So I think that's all the questions I have for you, aside from how can people follow Semblance World and stay in touch? So you can email us through hi at semblance.world and our website is www.semblance.world and we do have an Instagram page but uh, we haven't really grown it as yet but you can follow us there as well it's Semblance World and that's pretty much how you get in touch with us. Fantastic we'll put all the links below uh, in the show notes so that folks can stay in touch. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, No problem thank you so much Amanda. That was my conversation with Badria Henry, the co-founder and chief innovation officer at Semblance World. To learn more about Semblance World, check out the show notes or visit semblance.world. Thanks again to our sponsor, 3DM. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D. 3DM is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to uplevel your e-commerce site for augmented reality and even to walk into the metaverse. To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited. 3d.com. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future.